Hey, what is going on guys? DK. Back at you with another video here to bring the two-game NBA main slate on Monday. Before I get in the video, if you guys are new to the channel, welcome. My name is DK. I make daily videos and live stream for NBA and NFL slates on DraftKings. And I also make videos for NBA Top Shot. If you're unable to watch these videos, they're also up on Apple Podcasts. Link down below is called the DK DFS Show. And if you could leave a five-star rating and review, that would be greatly, greatly appreciated. Um, if you're interested in signing for premium content, I offer that on Patreon.com. Also linked down below, I offer an NBA package as well as an esports package. Esports, we got Call of Duty and CSGO. Uh, CSGO, there's always, the, or most of the time, the slates are in the morning. So it's nice to have, uh, you know, a sweat in the morning and obviously, you know, a sweat with NBA later in the night um, if you're a degenerate like, like myself. So, um, yeah, if you guys are interested, you can check that out. And uh, finally, I want to thank Prize Picks for sponsoring this episode. Uh, if this is your first time watching my videos or you're just not familiar with Prize Picks, there's a couple different ways you can play. So, uh, the original way is they will post fantasy scores and you can either take over or under on fantasy points. So like, for example, Giannis said to come 58 fantasy points, do it the under, do it the over. That is basically the idea. They also have single stat where you can take like over under on points, over under on assist, over under on rebounds, over on, under on three pointers made. So yeah, there's a couple different ways you can play. They also, they have every single sport you can think of, esports as well. Um, again, NFL, PGA, everything. So um, if you guys want to try it out, you can sign up to use the code DKDFS. DKDFS, all one word, link down below. You'll get 100% match up to $100. Basically, if you put $100 in, you get a free $100 to play with. And so going over some of the prize picks I like today, honestly, like I am really focusing on this first game. I think still, like I think you can go over on most of these guys. Like Giannis had to come by 58. I think he goes over. Drew Holiday at 39. I think that goes over. Um, let's see, you got KD at 57, Kyrie at 49. I still think those are pretty. I still think they can honestly both hit over. Again, this is a game that should be played at a very, very uh, fast pace. Let's see what else do they got. Blake Griffin had a huge game last game. Uh, he's only uh, at twenty four. Again, if he plays like thirty five minutes again, I think you, you want to lean the over. But will we get thirty five minutes again from Blake? I'm not a hundred percent convinced about that. Uh, they even have some of the like, you know more scrubby players like Pat Hontons on here, Landry Shamit. Uh, yeah, so uh, again, I, I kind of like an over on over on Giannis for sure, over on Drew. You know, if Blake plays thirty five minutes again, I think you can take the over there. The second game, let's take a look at these. Um, they all seem pretty fair. I think Monte Morris over, and just because right now he is playing a ton of minutes off the bench and really. Leading that second unit, also closing a lot of games. And he has the ball in his hands, like I said. You know, pretty high floor with the assist. So, I think that second game, probably my favorite uh, to take uh, on the over is is definitely Monte Morris. Um, but, all right. So, let's talk. Or, uh, I guess before we talk about this two-game slate, we can look back at my lineup here from uh, Sunday slate. So, Sunday, got in the cash in the lower dollar stuff. Uh, the one letdown for myself was Tyrese Maxey. Um, who we'll get to in a sec, but yeah, I can get out of the way so you guys can see. So, um, yeah, Maxi played. Do I regret it? Not really. Not really. He, um, if you watch that game, the last few games, he, he really runs the second unit. He's had a terrible shooting game. He shot two of eight. Uh, again, I watched that. He had, he had like two or three shots like lip out. I'm like, oh, man. And then he got to the free throw line and botched both free throws. I'm just like, are you kidding me? So 
a lot of bad variants, right? A really bad shooting game. He missed both his free throws. Only played 14 minutes, too, as opposed to, like, the 20-ish in the previous game. So, uh, do I regret the play? No, I think he got to get hit with a little bit of bad variants. Uh, I think if he would have made a couple more of those shots, he would have stayed in the court for a little bit longer, too. So, um, yeah, no real regrets there. Just one of those. Again, he just couldn't hit the broad side of a barn. Now, uh, the rest, rest of my lineup here. So, uh, the other two guys used in the early game, Solomon Hill. Uh, I did not feel good about that at all. Luckily, he got me 14. Like, I was just hoping to him, for him to get me 10 to 15 fancy points. He got me 14. I'll take that. The Joel Embiid play. He was 11% on this in this one. He was even lower owned in some of the higher dollar tournaments. Um, yeah, it shocked me. It shocked me. And the reason is because I went over this a little bit in the YouTube live stream, but also on Patreon. It was like I was looking everywhere, like scanning Twitter. It's like I don't see anything of an Embiid minutes limit. I was seeing too, like he looks full on, like full go and warm ups, like everything normal. He doesn't look limited at all. And yeah, what, you know, with all that information and with no limit, I was like, hey, I think Joel Embiid's a really good play. And I was shocked at, at how low the ownership was. 10% Embiid at, at 9.4K. Now, I get why people faded him, right? Is, you know, they're scared of him aggravating the injury like Anthony Davis. But again, you got to try, try to avoid group things sometimes because like everyone's thinking that. And, and that's kind of what, what came to my mind. It's like, all right, everyone's going to be too scared to fade Embiid. Everyone wants to play the game seven and load up there. Um, I'm going to play Embiid. And, and it worked out in a big way. 63 fancy points at very low ownership. So, um, yeah, that went well. Paul George, 151 fancy points, solid. And Morris and Batum, two of my favorite Valley plays, the Wings. Both went for, you know, over 30 fancy points. Both were really good. Again, uh, Luca was great, went for 76 fancy points. And then Bobot, that was a clear Valley, went for 34 fancy points. So, all in all, it was a pretty solid uh, day. Cashing the lower stake stuff and the higher stake stuff. Don't even get me started. Missed by like 0.5 points. Ah. <sighs> But, yeah, it is what it is. All right. Uh, oh, also, I guess before we end the break, breakdown, if you could, guys could, leave a like button on the video. Subscribe if you haven't already. And hit the notification bell so you don't want to upload videos. You don't want to live. I will be live tomorrow uh, to break down this two-game slate. So make sure to check it out. And let's aim for 150 likes on this video. Every single like, guys, helps me out a ton because the more this, the more likes this video gets, uh, the more view or the more people can see this video. All right. So, Let's jump into it. Um, the, the Vegas odds in these two games, Bucks and Nets at 233.5 over under. The Nets are 1.5 point favorites. The Nuggets, Suns at 219.5 over under. The Suns, 4.5 point favorites. So uh, on the Milwaukee Bucks side, Giannis had to come at 11K. Um, I think he looks like probably the best spend up. If you're spending all the way up. He played 35 minutes last game. He lost about three minutes because of the blowout. It's just, again, great matchup. Um, he he might have to play more. Like Boonholzer might have to play his guys a little bit more here. Um, so... Now, all that being said, fast-paced game. Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, like the matchup a lot. I think he looks like one of the best, uh, in my opinion, my favorite spent up on the slate. Now, Chris Middleton versus Drew Holiday. Both guys firmly in play. I still think I give a slight edge to Drew, and, and the reason being is the assist, right? He's been handling the ball a lot more in the playoffs, you know, 15, 12, 9, 6 assists, um, as opposed to Middleton, who... Yes, he can do still do some of the, re, uh, the peripherals, obviously the rebounds, but um, at times he can be a little bit more reliant on the scoring. So, you know, not obviously he's not scoring dependent by any means, but um, I just think I, I give the slight edge, smallest of edges to Drew Holiday. Plus he is a little bit cheaper too. So um, both Drew Holiday and Chris Milton are definitely viable here. Both should play 35 plus minutes in an up-tempo game. And uh, yeah, I think all three of the Milwaukee big three are in play. I like them all. Now, Brooke Lopez a 4-9. I think we get around 30 minutes from him. Back-to-back pretty solid games from Brooke Lopez. 38, 26 fancy points. We know he's a good uh, you know, good shooter, can knock down some threes. 
Um, you know, not the best rebounder, but he's going to be one of the bigger guys in the court for sure. So can definitely fall into some rebounds. And he's, again, below 5K. So, and this is an up-tempo game. So you guys are going to, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but I like a lot of players in this game. I think this is a game you want to definitely have more exposure to than the late game. So with all that being said, I think Brooke Lopez is a pretty safe value play on the board. Uh, below 5K, 30 minutes. Yeah, I like him. Bryn Forbes, definitely the riskier option, right? He is super light in the scoring. He finally came back down to earth and didn't shoot lights out. Uh, uh, and what for, again, single-digit fancy points. So that is a risk with Bryn Forbes. I think we get somewhere around 20 to 25 minutes from him. Now, is he out of play? No, because he can still go for you know, 25, 30 fancy points if he's knocking down his threes. But that's all he does. So when he has a bad shooting game like he did last game, the floor is super, super low on him. Now, Bobby Portis, I kind of like a 3-9, right? We know his role. His role's not changing in the playoffs. It's 15 to 20 minutes on the bench, a good point for a guy, right? He's a high usage guy when he's out there, and the minutes are not changing. They're not fluctuating. So we, we know what Bobby Portis' role is, and he's below 4K. I think that all that being said, I think Bobby Portis makes for a pretty good value play. Yeah, I like him. Pat Compton, 3-5. So he actually came off the bench last game, uh, played 20 minutes. I'm expecting about the same. A lower usage guy. Is he completely out of play? No, but definitely uh, more of a contrarian value play. And finally, P.J. Tucker at 3-2, I think, starts again and probably plays somewhere around 25 to 30 minutes. Now, with P.J. Tucker, he's a very, very low-usage guy, but they need him out there for offense. or For offense, for defense, um, he can knock down a couple, you know, corner corner threes and maybe fall into some rebounds, and that's that's kind of what you're looking for for P.J. Tucker. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, he's obviously in play because he'll play big minutes. Uh, but don't expect a massive game uh, from, from Tucker. Like, don't expect, you know, 30 fancy points from him. But uh, yeah, what I am expecting is probably around – 30 minutes and probably somewhere around, you know, 15-ish fancy points, maybe a little more, maybe a little less. I think that's a fair guess for, for P.J. Tucker. Now, Jeff Teague did play a little bit. Uh, he played 14 minutes on the bench. It's nothing more than a dart throw in large field tournaments. Nothing nothing that I'm going to really get to for my one lineup. Moving on to the Brooklyn Nets. So obviously, James Harden, um, unfortunate for the Nets that he is, is still out. Uh, my I think he'll be out for a little bit because hamstring injuries usually take a while to heal. So with that being said, now that makes KD and Kyrie look really, really good, right? Because now this offense is just these two guys, more condensed, right? Uh, Kevin Durant should play about 40 minutes, uh, you know, has a pretty high floor. I think he looks really good at the top. And I really like Kyrie Irving now. And the reason being is now he's going to handle the point guard a lot more, right? He had eight assists last game. So he's in the ball in his hands way, way more. He played 45 minutes too. 40, am I, is that, that is right? 45 minutes? So did he just, like, not come out that game besides – that's crazy. Kyrie literally, like, barely left the court. So, yeah, I, I think Kyrie Irving looks a really good play. I mean, again, you guys know I'm very, very high in this game. KD, Kyrie both look good to me. Joe Harris, I'm just not paying 6K for Joe Harris, right? Uh, can, he st- can he pay off this price point? Yes, but he has to have a really, really good shooting game. So, no, I am not super sad about the price in Joe Harris. Now, with Blake Griffin at 4.1K. <clears throat> It's not necessarily chasing here. And the reason is, I am not expecting 46 fantasy points from Blake Griffin. That was absurd. Like, he just turned back the clock and looked like a different player. Like, I have not seen that from Blake Griffin all year long. Just really out of nowhere. 46 fantasy points. He looked great. The reason I say this is not chasing, if you go back to Blake Griffin, is because of the minutes. He played 35 minutes. After hovering around, you know, in the 15 to 20 minute range against Boston. So, will we get 35 again? Maybe not. But I think he gets somewhat close to that. And if he gets, you know, maybe instead of 35, 30 minutes, 
that is still 4.1k is too cheap for Blake Griffin. So all of that being said, I think Blake Griffin makes for a really good value play. He's going to be popular, uh, but I think it's for good reason. Bruce Brown at 3.8, I think comes off the bench and plays somewhere around 20 to 25 minutes. Again, a fair value, kind of a do-it-all guy, for sure playable. Uh, and then another clear value play, I think, Mike James. So this was kind of shocking because Tyler Johnson played the backup point last series, and then it was Mike James game one. So, and Mike James is the much better point for a guy. Again, he's a good offensive player, a good scorer. He played 30 minutes, 30 minutes for a guy basing min price. Will we get 30 minutes again? I'm not convinced we will, but I think we get, again, like Blake Griffin, somewhat close to that. So yeah, I really like Mike James here for value at 3.3K. And finally, Nick Claxton, I think, comes off the bench and plays around 15 minutes, 10 to 15 minutes, a decent point per minute guy. In the larger field stuff, he's viable, uh, but not something I'm, I'm super, super confident in. And Jeff Green's still out. DeAndre Jordan, they did hint at him playing this series, uh, but he got no minutes last game. Could he play this, this game? Maybe. Uh, again, it's not something I want to take a shot on, though. I definitely don't want to take a DNP. And then, yeah, Tyler Johnson, he played the one-minute garbage time. That was it, because he was the guy playing more of the back and point guard the last series. Um, so I'm thinking we get similar run of it's just like Mike James, Bruce Brown. So yeah, I don't think I don't really think Deion Jordan or Tyler Johnson play much in this uh, game. All right, so let's move on to Denver and Phoenix. Uh, Denver, Nicole Jokic at 10.8K. My issue with Nicole Jokic is number one, obviously the matchup is not the best. Number two, look at the other stars in the slate. We have Giannis against the Nets. We have KD and Kyrie with no Harden. I have a hard time prioritizing Jokic at uh, 10.8K over those guys. Now, does that mean Jokic can't outscore them? No, he can definitely outscore them. I just think right now, Jokic is actually a little bit more contrarian. Uh, I would prefer those other spend-ups. Well, Michael Porter Jr., this guy has been so frustrating in the playoffs, man. Like... He was just terrible to start, and then back-to-back, really good games, 51 and 42 fantasy points. He had, it was like something like 20 real-life points in the first quarter, and then he like barely did anything the rest of the way. I just don't know what to make of it. Like, he's a good offensive player. I think we get about 35 minutes from him. We've seen the floor, though, from MPJ. And if he starts off cold, like he did early in the series, he'll kind of defer. Like, that one game, he shot three times. Three times. So, again, I don't know what to make of Michael Porter Jr. right now. I like the price. I do like the price at 7-1. I think he plays about 35 minutes. The issue is I don't love the matchup. Plus, he's been very inconsistent. So, all that being said, I think more of a tournament player right now for MPJ. Camposo at 5.8K. It's just the same thing as I've been saying with Camposo is I would rather get to the cheaper guards in this team. So, he actually did play pretty well the last game, but he got in foul trouble. Um... Again, more of a contrarian play at that price. Monte Morris is the guy, uh, my favorite guard player in Denver. I think we get about 30 minutes from him, and he's been playing really well at the bench. 43, 47 fancy points, been lighting it up. I think we get similar run from him, and he's shooting guard eligible too, which is nice. So I do like Monte Morris a good amount. I think Aaron Gordon's solid too. The minutes have been going up on him, 39, 33 minutes last two games. That's really good to see for, for Aaron. Well, obviously, I guess that game was the double overtime game, but 33 minutes in, in non-overtime is good. Um, I think we get, you know, around 30 to 35 minutes. So all that, with that said, I think he is a pretty fair option. You know, not someone I'm going to go out of my way to play, but definitely a decent filler.
And then uh, Jermichael Green, 3.6K. You know, he's been playing about 20 minutes off the bench. And he's been playing pretty well, too. So I think he's a fair value. I think we get similar minutes, about 20. Millsap, if you want to differentiate yourself in tournaments, he should play somewhere around 12 to 14 minutes, more the backup five. Um, he's not really going to play any more unless something happens to Jokic, like early foul trouble. And that's really it for uh, for the Nuggets. So let's finish up with the Phoenix Suns. And Devin Booker just went crazy that last game. Literally no ownership. Like, no one played him that last game, too. He went for 71 fancy points. So 48 and 71 last couple games for Booker. He's been lighting it up. I think he's a good tournament play. I still don't think he's a must. Again, it, he it does have a somewhat low floor. He had 33, 31, and 34 previous games in about 40 minutes. That's not great for a guy at 8.5K, obviously, right? So when Chris Paul is out there, the peripheral stats aren't as high in Booker. But when Chris Paul is on the bench, you know, Booker can handle the ball more. He can do some more of the peripheral stats. So, you know, I guess if you think Chris Paul is still going to be pretty bothered by the shoulder and they're going to limit his minutes, then that is a, a bigger boost to a guy like Devin Booker. Now, DeAndre Ayton started the series on fire and has really come back down to earth. 19 and only 13 fancy points at last game. Yuck. The issue I have with, De- with or did I say DeAndre Jordan? DeAndre Ayton. Um, the issue I have with DeAndre Ayton is the offense like doesn't run through him at all. Like, you watch that game. The only way he really gets buckets is, like, when Chris Paul drives to the hole and, like, throws it up to, De- to DeAndre Ayton. Or, again, when Devin Booker drives and feeds Ayton. Like, there's no, like, post-up to DeAndre Ayton. And the offense doesn't really run through him a ton, which worries me, number one. Number two, he's going to have to defend Jokic. And I do not like targeting centers against uh, Jokic. We saw we saw the headache of Nurkic last series, right, of him just being in foul trouble every single game. A little bit of worried about that for a guy like DeAndre Ayton. So with that, all that being said, I think he's a pretty risky play. Chris Paul, I'll say this again. If, if I knew he was going to play full minutes and fully healthy, this is way too cheap. The issue is they've, they've been taking it easy in his minutes. He really hasn't been playing a ton. The most he played was 32 last series. He's still, that shoulder's still bothering him. It's just, it's a little bit, again, if I knew he was going to play like 36 minutes tomorrow and no limitations, he's all good, he would be like a lock, right? 6'5 is way too cheap. It's just like, how much does he play, one? Number two, does that shoulder hold up? So I'm just a little bit torn with Chris Paul because it all comes down to that shoulder. It does. So... Again, if he plays in normal minutes and is good to go, that is way, way too cheap for Chris Paul. Now, if you think he continues to be somewhat limited, then campaign, I think, is a decent tournament play. Besides that last game, he's been playing really well off the bench. So, yeah, don't mind paying for GPPs. Uh, Jay Crowder and Bridges both should play some decent minutes. I think I slightly prefer Jay Crowder to Bridges. Uh, <laughs> I've played him so many times this series. The two times I didn't, 39 and 36 fantasy points. Like, is that not DFS in a nutshell? I literally played him like every other slate. But, uh, yeah, I think we get about 35 minutes from Crowder. Again, he's a good scorer, um, you know, good three-point shooter, can, can do some of the peripheral stats. So Crowder, I think, a fair play. But Kel Bridges at 4'8", more out there for his defense. He's still playable, you know, a guy that can get some blocks and steals, but has really taken a backseat offensively so far in the playoffs. But, yeah, both Crowder and Bridges, I think, are playable because of the minutes. And then uh, Cam Johnson is is someone that I think you can use for, for some salary relief. I think we get about 20 minutes off the bench from him. A, def- a decent offensive score, and that's kind of it for the Sun. So that is going to do it for the video today, guys. If you haven't enjoyed the content so far, I would really appreciate if you leave a like button on the video, subscribe if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you don't want to upload videos you don't want to go live. Again, I will be doing YouTube live from tomorrow. Make sure to check it out, 
And uh, thanks again, guys. Have a great night, and I'll see you all tomorrow in the live stream.